off the ball. If he gets a knighthood, it'll be the services to insomnia because it's a boring way of playing. <laughs> There's 20 different stories to say that fit into this. It's why we love sports. It's the storytelling element of sport. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. So many critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off the ball. Exactly. And like Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football pod the odd time. And I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen must still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismiss you like, you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Tommy knows his football. Tommy, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Jer. Hey, Shane. Oh, you look at you. Yeah, you're all right. You look a little bit shook this morning. Are you concerned? <laughs> no, no, just. Uh, I don't think I've ever been a morning person, Jerry. You're working with me a long time. I thought I mean, you, you look well, fitting well, Tommy. Thank you. Spiritually, a little bit concerned about where this is going. You, you, it's like uh, the, the power rankings will sort themselves out as the season wears on. We're now past the midpoint, essentially. So that, That's the thing. In this behemoth of a championship with 99 games to decide the winner, we are past the halfway mark. Uh, am I... Am I changing my mind about the the round robin and actually now pretty happy about the fact that most of the teams get through? Am I actually have I woken up to the whole point that like we want most of the teams to get through to knockout so there's no chance of any of the bad teams uh making it through too far and actually giving everybody the same opportunity to play a load of games is actually improving the standard. Notwithstanding the fact that the football's not great to watch, but maybe this round robin thing is actually working. We're not getting into proposal B, are we? No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, we have. Look, a, there's we, a version. There's a version of this that's going to work, right? This is the first year of it. Um, like compare, like I know we're not going to end up, but comparing hurling with football is like chalk and cheese. Like different sports, completely different systems, uh, different formats. We probably need to give this a bit of a chance. This football format, it is a lot of games. It's ahead of a lot of matches, and. There has been a little bit of entertainment value here and there, but like we kind of skirted around it on the football pod this week. I think there's a little bit of football fatigue, maybe, with the amount of matches that are that are there at the minute, the amount of games, like the amount of shadow boxing that's gone on, and I think we're just crying out for a couple of teams to be knocked out. Uh, well, there's a potential for some teams. Not there really, Jerry. There is not really, Jerry. There no, there's not. No, but no. I don't. I don't. I don't want Tyrone to go out at this stage. I want Tyrone to have a do or die game in a preliminary quarter final, and then then we see what they're made of. Yeah, like, but, well, that, but that's going to be box office. It is, and they'll get to that point, haven't had an opportunity to work through whatever issues they have and whatever kinks there are in their system, and likewise for whoever else is going through and whoever else is in that basket of teams who might flare up. And to be yeah. honest, one of the I, I remember you being laughed at by your co-hosts on the football pod when you accidentally said that Ross Common might be contenders. This week, the two lads were talking themselves into it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. how did James turn James declared tables turn. The, uh, the All-Ireland champions are coming from Connacht and uh, yeah that, that. even Paddy he's like actually uh, are they previously it was Paddy like Ross Conner are going to win the All-Ireland that was a direct oh, quote Paddy, Paddy's first common U-turn has been amazing Spectacular. Uh, but he's had to he's had to have that U-turn because what David Burke Mark McHugh and Jerry McGowan like didn't mention Jerry McGowan on the pod this week but Jerry McGowan worked with Claire. he's a Sligo man worked with Turtle Strand you know, his fingerprints are all over this style of play from his common as well. So um, the Rossies have really, like they've beaten number 
three and who the team who had been um, number one in the power rankings already this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And sorry, you made the point that everybody knows exactly what their job is, right? And yeah. the ability to drill that comes through in all the league games, right? And it also now is coming through in these matches too, which means when they reach an all-around quarter-final, they're going to have eight or ten games of preparing themselves to face the onslaught of Dublin or whoever. In this case, they might actually have given themselves an easier quarter-final because of their brilliance so far. So we, we shall see, yeah. right? That, that, that group is completely open. It's going to come down to score difference. And like as you said, they may have given themselves a better route. The thing about this All-Ireland Championship, lads, it's the most incredibly open All-Ireland that we've had in so long. Because every team, I would argue, has pretty obvious flaws to go with their strengths. I 100% agree. And all of a sudden, this feels like a proper championship, I think. And there's a real opportunity for yeah, us to... It like, does. I'm not, a- I'm not really smashing the format yet here. Like, I just think that you know the leagues, they work... This round robin will work. There's probably just 30, 40 games there in between the league and the round robin that are maybe in the wrong place. I haven't got that Gaelic football fatigue at all yet. Like I, I'm going to be going to Clonus this weekend. Monaghan and Clare have never played each other in the championship. Like you know, a novel parent, but also these games, each of them means something. As we we were all kind of worried about the opening round of this group because we were like of all of these groups because we were thinking there's no jeopardy. Turns out there is jeopardy. Like Mayo Kerry was a huge game. Derry Monaghan was a huge game. Dublin Ross Common was a huge game because you want to top the group. Toronto Armagh is going to be pretty big this yeah, week. Yeah, well, true. Kildare Dublin is going to be pretty big from Kildare's perspective, mm. especially after coughing up a three-point lead after six, seven minutes against Sligo. But uh, yeah. let's let's get to this and see what impact this is having on the um, on the rankings. Okay, let's uh, get into the thirty-three to twenty-five slide four. There's one move here. Um, this now, just to put it on the record is from the last two weeks so there's been quite a few games Wicklow are back too after the height of promotion winning their first Leinster game pushing Kildare for 60 minutes the wheels have come off a wee bit and two defeats mean that the knockouts are most likely gone it's out of their hands they might get away with it uh, Longford have moved up one it's been the opposite couple of weeks for Paddy Christie this has been coming for them they have a massive game this weekend against Carlo. they were very impressive last week uh, moving on to slide three Leash have moved up one now they let a six point lead slip against Offaly late on but we're finally starting to see a few green shoots for Billy Sheehan's team they should have a lot more quality than they've illustrated so far this year so they're in the 24th position Antrim Limerick Fermanagh they haven't really moved they're all in a really good position to you know uh, qualify for the quarterfinals of the Tatchin Cup uh, Offaly and Mead even though they've done little wrong so far have moved back to, uh, a place each but that's more so by virtue of Sligo's form. The draw that Sligo got against Kildare probably should have won. That group again is perfectly poised and it's uh, they have a great chance to make the preliminaries. <laughs> you know, Sligo and Kildare could both lose the remaining games to Dublin and Common and you know, proceed to the next stage of the All-Ireland without winning a, a match. Do you know? Mm. That's four matches, no wins and you're into the knockouts of the All-Ireland. So there's a couple of flaws of this system but we'll take it and Sligo will certainly take it if they make it through. Cavan are still in 17th and we're nearly starting to see the Talchin Cup All Ireland uh, teams correct themselves. Sligo get another good performance or two; they could easily make it into the top sixteen. They really aren't far off it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and down are sixteenth. They've come down one point. One down will come out much the same as Mead and Offaly. Um, you know, down have beaten Tipperary and Waterford, like Mead. Facing Mead this weekend, it's live on GA Go at one o'clock in Parnell Park. I'll certainly have my eye on it. Um, I'll be heading to Kerry Cork with James I'll be watching Tip and Waterford 
I won't lie, I'll be keeping an eye on Diego and that game because I want to see Oran Murdoch, Downs young sensation who's had so much talk about him this year, up against some of those mead, younger mead players, Connor Gray in particular, who's only 19 and is a, a monster of a footballer. I'd like to see what he's like up against a fellow like Murdoch. Okay. Uh, so Downer 16 Westmead 15 Kildare 14 so, yeah so I'll go quickly through these we finally got a glimpse of the slick outfit that won the Talchin Cup last year in Westmead uh, they played really smart stuff against Armagh they strangled the life out of that game at times they were leading from the 14th minute to the 67th mm. until Turbot got that goal I'm not going to call it lucky because Armagh have made a habit of doing that and I don't know why to do anything else other than land poor shots into the square Andrew Mernon really smartly flicked it into Turbot's pat uh, Kildare Slip back one. Are they going to raise their game once more for Dublin? They started against Sligo. They let that lead slip late on. Um, but they can still make it through. If they can keep the scores down against Dublin, it'll go a long way. If they can beat Dublin, you know, what What are we looking at then? They've obviously come very close in two games this year. It's so hard to know what we're going to see to the Dubs. There's, a, there's an element of fear around Dublin this year. Um, Jerry, you obviously stepped out of line and said that they were going to be All-Ireland champions a couple of weeks ago. I think a lot of people are afraid of... Uh, just knocking Dublin away too early because of what they've brought back and uh, the muscles that they've flexed but like we'll get into it in a minute it's just something's not right uh, Loud have stepped back as well on paper that was the game they needed to win to qualify against Cork at the weekend they are up against it right now against Mayo and Kerry on the last day Cork have moved up two. Cork at 12th and I mean I was listening to I was listening to James you know, yeah. he's a long, a long-standing. It is James done his cork, and then today I opened the Irish Times and. Oh. What? What? Who do? You, what do you think Daryl Shea is saying? It's going to be a massive 25, 25 point win for Kerry, or wait a second, there could be a surprise on the cards for Kerry a Porky Queeve if Cork turn up. If Cork turn wow. up. Wow! Wow! I mean, he's go. never said this before. Now I will pick <laughs> up for my colleague James. In fairness to him, he doesn't really ever seem to pay heed to the WhatsApp messages on the Kerry Media Mafia group mm. we'll call them um, like he's very very open in his dismissal of Dublin all year long to the point of you know we nearly don't go to him about Dublin anymore because we know what he's going to say ah, but of course it. it's, a fatal, it's a fatal flaw on O'Donoghue uh, yeah, maybe he's right maybe it's, we're going to see it at the weekend it's that under 21 game where they got hockey by 20 <laughs> points that has um, branded him for life well, I, look. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, if Cork are going to do anything over the next period of time, then there is an opportunity, a small opportunity here, where there is a slightly weakened Kerry. And last year, as he pointed out in Porky Rin, when Roy Keane was in the crowd, they did well for a period of that game until eventually uh, Kerry woke up and started kicking points and yeah. ease ease to victory. And that's what you'd expect to happen. But there's been some wild games where Cork have scored early goals in the sunshine, and you know, stranger things have happened. Not many, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm heading to Parky Queen for the first time this weekend. Really looking forward to see Cork. Uh, we only really got highlights of the Loudoun Cork game at the weekend. Paul Flynn did a little bit on Cork's defensive shape. Uh, there was a lot of talk of Cork showing Loud players down the, the channels. So it sounds like Kevin Walsh is finally getting a stamp on this team. All right. OK, so Cork up to Clare 11th. Donegal 10th. Yeah. Monaghan 11th. Yeah, these three teams have not really moved at all this year. Shane will be well aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens to Claremont at the weekend. Think Claremont a bit Donegal high? Had... Possibly, but... They lost their home game? That's the bit? Like... They lost Donegal. They were, it, was a, it was a very, very poor second half. 
that game was on a knife edge. It was always going to be close. Donegal are playing Derry at home this weekend. Um, I, I don't think there's much between all three of them. Clare possibly are a little high, but like Cork haven't shown us enough yet this year to really jump them. Clare haven't shown us enough this year to jump them. Fair enough. Clare there by virtue of the consistency, I think, of the last couple of years and the chance that I think they can spring something against Monaghan. I also watched the Westmead Armagh game and I think Westmead will move slightly higher. Was it David Brady on with us one of the days who said he thinks Westmead will pick a scalp in this in this group and they were so unlucky not to do it against Armagh as you said Tommy like they were like every time the ball comes up to Luke Lachlan he's brilliant mm. and, uh, like Heslin as well their shooting accuracy is fantastic it was just towards the tail end when Turbot comes on scores that goal for Tudor's enough goal it, it falls to him kindly but Westmead like they won't fear Galway coming to Cusick Park like and then they have a, a neutral game against Tyrone one more win and, and they're guaranteed progression they're probably already as you say have a, have a, have a chance but if they can get something against Galway or against Tyrone, I mean, they have a serious chance. I don't see them getting something against Galway. Even in Mullingar? If, no. Even if, but if Tyrone Armagh, if Armagh win that game and they're going into a shootout against Tyrone, who, I don't know, like, is, is, are we going to see more players leave the Tyrone panel over the next couple of weeks? James reckons they're all fond of leaving the Tyrone panel. We just don't know what we're going to get with Tyrone yet. Is that um, is, is that just a throwaway because it happens every year comment or is there rumblings already? A little already? bit, yeah. A little bit of a throwaway comment. Okay. I don't, I'm not I wasn't sure. sure. So, I thought you were breaking news here. No, no, no. We uh, no, we didn't we didn't break news this week on the pod. Um, we nearly did, but we didn't. Uh, yeah, it's fairly vague what I'm saying there. Oh. So yeah, we don't know what oh. we're getting. We don't know. We don't know what we're getting. We don't know what we're getting with Tyrone. We okay. just don't like. Okay. We don't know what we're getting with them. And let's move into the top eight. Right. Toronto are eight. A, a bit of movement here. Every team has moved. Toronto back to eight. Yes, they showed character against Galway, but we didn't get a proper read in them. Go from eight to one I so we can talk like, about all these teams because it's all relative in this. Okay. So, yeah. Toronto eight. Armagh seventh. The Rossies are on sixth. Derry are back to five. Dublin are back to four. Mayo are in third. Up to highest new riser. And... Galway have slipped into first place. Carrier back to second. So Galway, Galway are kind of there by default. I kind of hinted at it last week. I, th- I think they are the team showing the most form so far this year. Kerry's defeat to Mayo was worrying, but I don't think it's fatal. It really isn't fatal. It could be the moment that sparks their season into life. We have we have said all along, sure, Jack wanted to finish middle of the league. Sure, they'll get through Munster. Well, they really got... They really got a slap in the face against Mayo. So, is that going to revive their push for back-to-back Sams? Like, I do have slight doubts. But they're in second. Well, especially if they have to come through that preliminary round, which now is a very likely probability. Like, they have an extra game, they have one week's less rest. All those things add up. Yeah, yeah, they do, Shane. And it's one thing, like, they kind of put a bit of stock in Stefano Cumber this year. And I think they kind of plan to use him quite a bit. Another bad injury. Roach and O'Sullivan showed a bit of form in the league, but not enough to say that they're going to make an impact in championship. You know, Paul Murphy hasn't really been fully fit all year. They've no David Moran. It suddenly just feels like Kerry don't have the depth that some of the other teams around them have illustrated. And we're talking about teams playing different systems and horses for courses. It was mentioned on the pod this week, Kerry and Mayo are the two teams that play the same way, regardless of who they're playing against. And... That, funnily enough, might work against both of them. Was it Colin Boyle saying on the, on the evening show recently talking about um, David Moran's absence and the impact that might yeah. be having, not just from a midfield perspective, but also in the Kerry squad as well? Like, Yeah, a bit of presence. Yeah, you, you, sometimes you don't appreciate players like that until they're gone. Like, Moran, 
in a funny way, it used to nearly get blamed for kind of big carry moments or mistakes or, you know, maybe taking shots late on against Cork in 2020. But he was trying to pull that game out of the bag. Um, they certainly missed the presence and an aggression. That I, that was the bit that really got me. And it's kind of what's got me with Dublin a bit as well. They are missing a bit of aggression. Like Mayo bullied them, in my opinion. They they put the chest out and the Kerry lads wilted a little bit. So I don't know if we're going to see that this weekend. But worrying sign and like the dubs was coming keeping the ball five minutes, 45 seconds. That was crazy. Mick Fitz was the only one. Brian Howard put a little bit of pressure on. But the second Mick Fitz stood out of line and he tried to make a turnover, the Rossies punished him. So that lack of cohesion and collective aggression was missing from Kerry. They obviously still have David Clifford and Pauly. We're not seeing Sean O'Shea's form, but I don't know, lads. I just... <sighs> Go all the way to me. I'm really impressed by them. I kind of feel bad putting them in the first place already in the year. It's very early. They may slip back and move back in the first again. There might be a bit of flip-flopping, but I just can't see them putting anywhere else. Like, Jer, the Bookies have installed dubs as the favourites for the All-Ireland. Do you want to convince me they're going to win the All-Ireland? I am wavering a little bit. I'm looking back now at their games in Croke Park. Jer rolling back. Kildare in the league. Derry in the league with just the eight points. Like, the four goals, fair enough. But, like, mm. not kicking... 15 to 18 points a game um, can you turn that on can can a f- switch be flicked to to attacking shape I'm not sure 111 in Croke Park against Roscommon and like and, the, in, and Croker uh, sorry Kildare in the championship and in the league yeah. managed to um, and so what happens when they come up against like the um, your top three teams here I, I do think Roscommon could knock somebody off really big yeah. In, in a big game like one of our top tier teams and it, you know like you don't want to be going through the preliminary quarterfinals because you pick up two injuries and that and then your team for the quarterfinals oh what would, what would Dublin have been like if they had uh, Mannion and Calm but they didn't have them because they were injured like that's what happens you pick up injuries yeah. well that's it and like McCaffrey is out at the minute Kilkenny went off with a shoulder problem at the weekend Davy Byrne is out we haven't seen Merchant in a while Mick Fitz is just back last weekend like you know you can bring back Cluxton, Mannion, McCaffrey, but we are starting to see chinks in the armour. And the only thing I'll say, Jer, to what you've said, every team around them, the other big teams, all have issues and all have problems. It's a tricky year to call it. It's not an easy year to do the power rankings. Actually, that's why it's a good championship because I think Monaghan could really cause somebody trouble if they get on a bit of a roll and, and win a preliminary and a, come up against a side in the quarterfinal who are slightly weakened. Like, yeah. would Monaghan fear Mayo in an All-Ireland quarterfinal? I don't think so. I don't think they would at all. I think they'd be no. licking their chops going, all right, you're going to be the favourites going to Croke Park. You always deal really well with that, lads, don't you? Yeah. But James kind of said this week on the pod that one of the best things that he's starting to appreciate with the new format is the opportunity it's given to younger managers to learn. And I think Vinnie Corey was the best example of that at the weekend. Like, Monaghan learned their lesson in the beating they got against Derry a couple of weeks ago. They made changes. Uh, Shane, I heard you say that McManus had a knock at mm. the weekend. Maybe he did, but they brought him off the bench. Like, yeah. I don't think you bring McManus off yeah. the bench. Are you sure, I think Shane? McManus That's the word. And uh, Jack that McCarran I heard. 
And is that, is I'm not going to say yeah. he was dropped, Shane, but I'm going to say horse for courses. Other players were chosen to start ahead of him. Yeah, and I think it, it was the right decision in the end to, to not play McCarron or, or McManus. Like 100%, you had Shane Carey, Ryan McInnesby back from Australia, by the way, since that last Derry game. So he's come back in and added pace, and he's a former All-Star, I think, as well. Like, and Carlo Connell at 35-36, running the show for Monaghan as well. I think any of those teams you've named in your top nine, and I'm including Monaghan in that, <laughs> uh, can beat any one of the other others in the top nine in a big game. Like yeah. if Monaghan play, if Ross Common play Kerry or Monaghan play Galway, any of these teams fancy each other. Um, I think that's I think that's fair, lads. And like Derry are in fifth. The one thing I'll say about Derry is if there was a player power ranking, that's something we might do after the round robin. Shane McGuigan is number one at the minute. Like we heard that clip before the break there. Yeah, he's doing everything. Like, and I, I know they have a great base and Glass and Rogers and other players playing well like McCaig, but Shane McGuigan, they're just. They're giving him the ball and he's looking for the ball and when things aren't going well in midfield he's slipping out and he's he's just inspirational at the minute in unbelievable form. So, I think this week, Tommy, I do agree with you about Galway. In fairness, they have uh, a style of play, again, a bit like Ross Common. Everybody understands what their role is supposed to be. They have the experience from last season. Uh, they had the coaching tickets. They have the strength and depth and they have players in form. Um, and that would be, I think, reason for them to be uh, number one at the moment. The questions you have about Kerry seem to be a little bit around attitude, but also seem to be around some strength and depth and form, and that's fair mm. enough. With Dublin, what is what are they trying to do from an attacking perspective? How do Dublin think that they're going to win these games at the moment? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good question, Jer. The players are certainly there. Uh, Cormac Coslow, in my opinion, was the one who kind of brought it last weekend. Khan again is is. It kind of seems like he's him and horn when he gets the ball. The, the word I'd use is aggression. Aggression in attack and aggression in defence. And it's a really undervalued skill to be able to bring aggression in a really controlled way. And Dublin were able to do that for so long. They used to play on the edge always throughout that five in a row. And sometimes if you're timing slightly off, that aggression can come out in the wrong way. Or like, just look at the way Kieran Lennon won that ball for us coming at the weekend and, and swung a ball over it his shoulder for a point a couple of minutes in mm. he just he's attacking the ball the dubs seem a little tentative at the minute and oh, like yes it can be switched on Jer, absolutely and I think when there isn't really an insanely standout team I don't think we're seeing teams like we saw with Dublin and Mayo in 2017 or even you know the the Kerry side around that time were, were an incredibly good team but I don't think we're seeing teams like that yet I don't think these teams have hit their peak so I think yes teams can switch it on it's nearly like a club championship that's incredibly open at the minute they all have flaws and they all have serious strengths and do you know what it might be it might be a player like McGuigan that inspires the team to an All-Ireland this year we might be looking back and saying that's why they won it and sorry but also the Rossies are taking serious heat for that for especially and particularly that six minutes of possession before the before half time yeah. and Kieran Murta scores the point at the end of it is it not on the dubs to go get the ball off them it is, it is. Like, it is shit. That, that, that's where I am in it like I would have serious respect for what they did and it was impressive now I'm gonna, anyone who's played football with me would know that I'm that's probably been to my detriment I wouldn't be that type of footballer to retain possession and slow it down send it long uh, I'd be a bit of a purist Jesus Christ I was free inside send it long that kind exactly of yeah if I have a gym session I'm going out to the pitch with a bag of balls beforehand and after it like that I just love playing football so I can understand what was coming out of James Dunhill at the weekend when he said we can't be celebrating this and he said tiki tacker is coming Xavi and Iniesta you know tipping the ball back and forth so 
But like that is the game. That is the game we're playing. And Roscommon, now I will say one thing to what James said. James said it's only going to get you so far. And what we saw was Galway are better at doing it than Roscommon. They're a lot further ahead than Roscommon at this. But Roscommon, as Jer said, are going to do damage in this championship again this year. They are. And but they, 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 so the, put some the, respect on the Rossies. Like, put some respect on them. Fair enough. The base that Galway are coming off is much higher than the base. Like Roscommon have closed the gap way quicker than anybody could have possibly foreseen. They're now, we now think that they would have a chance in any game against any of the big teams in Croke Park in All-Ireland quarterfinal day. And that we think that's where they're headed at this stage. You know, that's top eight in the country. Like, on form, having had the circuitous route of this round robin, Super Sweet 16, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I, I think that's an incredible... Like, he's manager of the year candidate at, as it stands. If you're, if you're having your manager of the year candidate at the moment, you'd have to have him and, I guess, maybe Mayo and Galway at the moment. Um... But that's the thing. Yeah, well, well, do we say do we say management of the year or do we say management ticket of the year? Yeah, coaching coaching team. It probably coaching is the, the latter. Like it, you, you mentioned, you talk about Vinnie Corey making learnings. Like Davy Burke will, will have learnings from that Roscommon yeah. defeat to Galway. Like you, you said, Galway are better keeping the ball than Roscommon. Hundred percent, they are. But well, Roscommon won't set up the same. Ball. It's not that they're better at keeping the ball. It's they're better at punching holes. I think. This yeah, style of finding play. the gaps. Galway, Galway had that control, and they were able to. Like Mayo couldn't control the momentum against Roscommon because Roscommon set the terms of engagement they did the same against Dublin the surprising thing was Dublin had done it for so long Dublin were the original perpetrators of this but they couldn't they didn't have the aggression to take it back from Roscommon last thing I'll say about Roscommon is they were always dismissed as being a soft touch they always had the forwards the bit of class like Kieran Murta Dieran Murta the Smiths Connor Cox Connor's these boys up. were around a long time yeah. Ben O'Carroll they were around a long time but they now have that bit of edge and strength and aggression and depth and smarts out the field some quick so, comments uh, they could do damage. Um, somebody here making the point about poor Derry. Oh, yeah, poor Derry. Ah, poor uh, Derry. They're in fifth. Like, they're <coughs> champions, but... Let me read the comment first. <laughs> uh, Sam again says, I'd say it's ludicrous for Derry to come through Ulster, play our man in the Ulster final, and then Monaghan again. Now they're off to Donegal next match. They're not getting it easy in fairness. In fairness, sorry, they're not getting it easy. It is. Jumping down Sam's throat. Yeah, and like, Donegal and Bally play. It's a cliche, but like, they do not lose many matches there. And... While they were terrible in the first half against Clare, Ocean Gallon and Kieran Thompson are shooters. And when you've got shooters, you've got a chance. Sorry, but it's the same. Woe is Derry. Monaghan had to play Tyrone, Derry, Derry again. Next up is Clare, and then they have to play Donegal. Like, sorry, it's, it's the same for Monaghan. Like. We should try and wait well, it so that. Yeah, or you can just wake up in Ulster and say, right, we'll put that provincial championship a little earlier in the year, and then it'll all be fair for everyone. Uh, there's no jeopardy, no intensity in the games with the crowd and with the format. When a player is injured, they can miss a few championship games, which is hard to take from their perspective. Mm, I don't know. It says Michael, like, if you're injured, you're going to miss games anyway. Should we wait six months to the next game so that all the injured players can. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and who makes the semi finals now, Tommy? Top four? I think there's a few twists and turns yet because the I way. Think, yeah. The way that the draws are going to happen, some of the top four teams might end up having to play an extra game and they'll be weakened. It'll be a... Yeah. yeah. 16 games this weekend, Jer. Football bonanza. Every county, every team in action, apart from New York, who are in the preliminaries already in the Tajan Cup. I think we'll have a better idea after this weekend of where things stand. This week's version of Tommy Rooney's Power Rankings is in the books. Tommy, thanks very much. Thanks, boys. See you soon. 
some of these critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off the ball. Exactly. And like Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football pod the odd time. And I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen would still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismiss you like, you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. 